May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, my Lord, my Savior, my Rock, my Redeemer. One of my favorite memories that I've shared with a lot of y'all, and I'm going to share again today, was when I was asked to speak at my mom's funeral. Now, the church was full of a very eclectic mix of people uh, because my mom was a very eclectic person herself. I'd say probably a third of them would say they were Republicans and a third of them would say they were Democrats and a third of them would probably say that they were independents or something else. And so uh, I got up and I announced to the chagrin of the Republicans that my mom was a Democrat. And all the Democrats started cheering and, and clapping and, and uh, kind of berating the Republicans. Then I told the Republic, I mean, then I told the Democrats that my mom was a Republican. And the Democrats got quiet and the Republicans then in their turn were cheering and clapping. And honestly, I don't know what my mom was. And I still don't know what my mom was, but I knew my mom loved Jesus. And through the love of Jesus, my mom had no enemies. As Jesus taught us in our gospel lesson, love your enemies, do good to those to, to, that hate you, bless those who curse you, Pray for those who abuse you. Be merciful, even as your father is merciful. Now that is a lot easier said than done. But seriously, what are we to do after what God has done for us? As he forgives us for all of our sin, as he's given us grace, as he came down to the earth, to live with us, to suffer under us, to be crucified by us, to give us grace and mercy. He did this completely to take away our sins so we could have eternal life with him. He has done all this for us and then he simply asks us to, good to, to do good to those that hate us, to bless those that curse us and pray for those who abuse us while he has done all that and more for us. As we grow our faith, as we become these works in progress, not in perfection, but progress, to do good, to bless and pray for our enemies. And guess what? It works. What better way to illustrate this than with a few examples of our forefathers before us. Benjamin Franklin, when he was a young legislator, he was having great difficulty with a senior legislator, which was very much an adversary, very much on the, on the different side. Well, Franklin already had a reputation of being well-read, and he heard that his adversary had a very scarce and curious uh, book in his library. So Franklin, trying to find some common ground, he wrote him a, 
a note asking if he could borrow the book. His adversary sent him the book, and a week later he immediately sent the book back with a with a thank you note, thanking him for, for, for letting him to, to share the book with him. Well, the next time the legislator, when they met, the legislator came and he talked to Franklin, something he had never done before. And they ended up becoming great friends. And they worked together till Ben Franklin's death. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, he was chastised during a reception, a political reception, as he was softly, some people thought too softly, referring to his opposition as erring human beings. One person quickly came up to him and, and chastised him for his choice of words. In her mind, the enemy should be destroyed. The sooner, the better. Lincoln replied, Why, madam, do I not destroy my enemies when I make them my friends? Lincoln also said, I win my enemies by making friends with them. It is only by showing love to our enemies and doing good to those that hate us that we display to them the love of God. And maybe, just maybe, if we show them the love of God, they will experience something they have never experienced before. And they will want more of it. And they may come to us, or they may turn to the Bible because they're seeing us as Christians and living according to it. And they will learn of God's infinite love for them and the Holy Spirit then can work into their hearts. We show our love to our enemies because that is what God has done for us. That is how we were in our sin when he brought us into his family. And that too can be for our enemies to come into his family. Through our doing good to our enemy, blessing and praying for them, so the Holy Spirit can then work into their hearts as he is ours. In the words of Martin Luther King, love has with it a redemptive power. And there is a power that will eventually transform individuals. Just keeping friendly to that person. Just keep loving them. They can't stand it too long. Oh, they'll react in many ways. In the beginning, they may react with guilty feelings. And sometimes they'll hate you a little more at that transition period. But King wrote and said, but just keep loving them. And by the power of your love, they will break down under the load. That love, you see, it is redemptive. And this is why Jesus says to love. There's something about love that builds up and is creative. There is something about hate that tears down and is destructive. So love your enemies. And that means not just to love our friends, but to engage our enemies in love. In our gospel lesson, Jesus says, if you love 
Those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them, but love your enemies. And do good expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. Now, Jesus is not telling us to not love each other as we do. But he is saying that though that is easier to love those that are of like mind. And it is. And it's a lot more fun. But he is saying to do more. To love the unlovable. To love those who we know are not in fellowship with us. The heart of discipleship is not removal or seclusion. But engagement with the world. Even the parts that we don't agree with. Paraphrasing our Martin Luther, the great theologian Douglas Bonhoeffer wrote, The kingdom, the kingdom is to be in the midst of your enemies. And he who will not suffer this does not want to be of the kingdom of Christ. He wants to be among friends, to sit among roses and lilies, not the bad people but the devout people. Oh, ye blasphemers and betrayers of Christ. If Christ had done what you're doing, who would ever have been spared? You see, Christ had to set up his kingdom among enemies because we have all, all fallen short of the glory of God. If he had waited to set up his kingdom on friendly ground, He'd never unpack that tent off his shoulders. Let us love people everywhere, where they are, and bring the kingdom wherever we happen to be. So when Christ has done what he has done for us, and through our faith, we want to progress toward being more and more like him as an expression of our gratitude for his grace, let us not just share his love with each other. With like minds, that's easy. But let us share his love with our enemies. Do as he commanded us to. Do good to those who hate. Bless those who curse you. Praise those. Pray for those who abuse you. Do good expecting nothing in return. Now, can we be perfect at this? No, but we can progress at this as we simply respond to the love that he has given us, the love he gives us on a daily basis, as he forgives us and loves us in our imperfections. Let us love those around us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, dear Jesus, we... Uh, we are so thankful. We are so thankful for the love that you've given us. The love so great that you came down to earth. You lived with us. You suffered under us. You were crucified by us. And you rose again and took away our sins so we could have everlasting life with you. Help us in this world of hate, not to hate, but to love. Help us to love those that are not, that don't love us. 
so that they can know your love, so the Holy Spirit can work into their lives, so your kingdom can grow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.